You're listening to Partnership Align Podcast, hosted by Ilana Israel. If you're a woman and you want to feel happier and more connected to your partner, and you're not afraid to do the inner work that it takes to get there, then this is the podcast for you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Partnership Align Podcast. So recently, people have been reaching out to me about vulnerability And it's such an interesting topic because it terrifies people so much, yet it is the answer to intimacy. Intimacy in a relationship is a feeling of being close, emotionally connected, supported. It means being able to share a whole range of thoughts, feelings, experiences. So essentially, that's vulnerability, right? But vulnerability means different things to different people. So I looked up some definitions, and I think they're going to hit home. The first definition I found for vulnerability pertaining to intimate relationships is feeling comfortable enough to turn towards your partner in your lowest moments rather than trying to isolate yourself and turn away from their support. I like that one. I feel like the benefit is clear, right? Like support versus isolation. The other definition I found for vulnerability is remaining open to sharing all parts of yourself with your partner and not being afraid of being judged or criticized. Ooh, that's the tough one, right? That's the one that has people running for the hills or more accurately, just hiding behind a facade. So let's talk about the science behind why it's so hard to be vulnerable. You see, back in the day, people lived in tribes. And in order to stay alive, we had to stick with our tribe. So being judged and criticized was dangerous because it could ultimately lead us to being kicked out of the tribe. And being kicked out of the tribe meant probable death. So being judged and criticized were literally life or death situations. Our society obviously has evolved, but our brains haven't. So now, when we feel like we might be judged or criticized, our body still has that fight or flight response because it feels like a very dangerous situation. Our primal brain does not know that we are no longer at risk for death when being vulnerable. Physical danger and emotional danger shows up the same in your reactions. So what do we do about this? Well, the first step is just having some awareness over it. I mean, if we don't know why we're so freaked out to be ourselves, we obviously won't be able to do anything about it. So just recognizing in the moment that the reason your body is in fight or flight mode and you just want to run or hide is because of the neurological response that you're having. It's okay. It's supposed to be there. It's there to protect you. Your prefrontal cortex, or what I like to call your higher self, can take over if you get intentional about it. So I know this sounds corny, but it's really helpful to talk to your own primal brain from your higher self. So it sounds something like, hey, brain, thank you so much for trying to protect me, but telling my husband how I'm feeling actually isn't dangerous. It's something I want to do, so I'm going to take over here. I call the primal brain the toddler brain and the prefrontal cortex the parent brain. Sometimes you just got to parent yourself because you know what's best for you and you want long-term benefits, such as a deep connection with your partner. I mean, think back like if you went to college or graduate school, it was hard to study. It was hard to write those papers. You didn't want to do it, but 
you overrode that part of your brain because you had your eye on the prize. You focused and actually intentionally decided to be uncomfortable and do hard things because the benefit outweighed the risk for you. You wanted the degree, you wanted the education, you wanted the opportunities, even though you did not want to figure out how to write a 20-page paper. So that's the first big hurdle with vulnerability, overriding your primal brain. But it gets easier with practice. I'm able to do it almost every time now. I take a deep breath and I say to myself, okay, what you want is on the other side of this fear. So you can do this. I've got your back. The other thing that comes up with vulnerability is this myth that it's weak. I used to struggle with this. I don't think I would have necessarily used the word weak, but I do think I probably would have said that vulnerability means you don't have it all together. And I always wanted you to think that I had it all together. Now that I've done so much work on myself, I choose vulnerability. Brene Brown says that vulnerability is not weakness. It is our greatest measure of courage. And that is so true. It takes courage to rise above the fear. Because remember, courage doesn't mean that you're not afraid. Courage means that you're afraid and you do it anyway. I like to say, just bring the fear with you. So what are the benefits here? Because being vulnerable is very scary. It brings up all kinds of things, especially if you've had experiences in past relationships where you were vulnerable and then got hurt. So the benefits better outweigh the risk, right? They do. I promise you. Vulnerability creates closeness, trust, and a deep bond. Your partner will have the honor of seeing the deeper parts of you that you don't show to just anyone. If this is the person that you've chosen to share your life with, then let's do it authentically. I spent a lot of time in my marriage not being authentic. Well, I was like half authentic. (laughs) I mean, I showed my silly, goofy side that most people don't know about. I shared some of my thoughts and feelings. But the stuff that I knew my husband might not like, the stuff that I knew would threaten his security and maybe lead to an argument, I kept those to myself. I chose to have conflict with myself because I was so afraid of having conflict with him. When I became aligned with myself and became vulnerable, willing to take the risk of him seeing me differently, I felt so good inside. And what was so powerful was that even if the conversation, quote unquote, didn't go well, I still felt good afterwards because I didn't run or hide. I was growing. I was evolving. So I've redefined what conversation going well means to me. I used to think it meant that the other person received it well, but then I realized that puts way too much power in someone else's hands. So now I define a conversation, quote, going well as I was honest, direct, kind, and clear. The other person's experience is theirs to own. The second major benefit of being vulnerable is that it actually reduces conflict. Isn't that crazy? I mean, my biggest fear was that if I get vulnerable and really talk about some of these things that I'm thinking and feeling, we're going to have conflict. But I was way off. There is a psychotherapist out in California. Her name is Laura. I just don't know how to say her last name. It's S-G-R-O. I don't want to botch it, so I'm just going to call her Laura. (laughs) Laura says that vulnerability paves the way for partners to take accountability and honest communication, 
rather than destructive behaviors such as deflecting, avoiding, or blaming the other person during a conflict. This helps lessen the chances of an argument escalating. And the third major benefit that I see of being vulnerable, and this one is my favorite, is that it gets us comfortable with being uncomfortable. I am all about self-growth. I think that certain areas of life are here to help me grow. Career, parenting, and definitely marriage. When you can view your marriage as an opportunity for self-growth, your whole mindset shifts. Okay, so hopefully I've convinced you that vulnerability is worth working on. But how the hell do you do it? Clearly, it's not easy or comfortable. And if you've never worked on it before, where do you start? Well, you start small. You don't need to go to your partner tonight and tell him your deepest, darkest fears. Maybe just share a story that you haven't shared with him before. Or a thought that you've been pondering. Start with something small and see if your partner engages in the bonding. Because I do recognize that some people are not safe to be vulnerable with. That's a whole different podcast episode, and I promise I will hit that in the future. But for now, I'll just quote Brene Brown again. She says, Vulnerability is not oversharing. It's sharing with people who have earned the right to hear our stories and experiences. My second tip to being more vulnerable is to watch out for that voice that comes in once you're already trying to be vulnerable. The one who interrupts you and says, wait, no, take that back, get out of the building, alter that, reword that, right? Sometimes we get the courage to be vulnerable and then we want to chicken out and we get super wishy-washy while trying to get out of it. Hold your head high. Tell yourself your reasons for being vulnerable and take the risk. It's hard either way, my friend. It's hard to be vulnerable, and it's hard not to be vulnerable and feel alone and disconnected. So if it's going to be hard either way, choose the hard that helps you grow. Choose the hard that brings you closer with your partner. If this is something that you struggle with, my one-on-one coaching program is perfect for you. Between my education and background in psychology and my personal experience of overcoming vulnerability fear, I am awesome at helping other women overcome it as well. Because my final tip is really just to get yourself a mentor. Why do it yourself? You can't see the label from the inside of the bottle. You need someone who cares about you but isn't emotionally involved. You need that person to guide you and give you the steps. My program takes care of all of that. I take care of the how. You don't need to figure out how to work on vulnerability. I've done that for you and I'll teach you. Then I'll help you implement it in your marriage with your partner. Because no two dynamics are exactly the same. Each relationship really does need its own specific flavor of solution. So scroll down to the show notes, click on the link to schedule a free consultation, and let's hop on a call and talk about how I can help you. We'll make sure we're a good fit for each other and see if we want to move forward. All right, guys, that's all I have for you this week. Go take one step towards vulnerability with your partner and let me know how it goes. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you heard today, then show some love, rate the show and leave a review and take a screenshot, post it on Instagram and tag me at Partnership Aligned. And don't forget to check the show notes for your free copy of my 21 questions that will bring you and your partner closer than ever. 
If there's one thing that I want you to get out of this show, it's that a healthy relationship, it always starts with a healthier you. 